Welcome to another inspiring podcast from C3 New Hope. For more information about our church and its locations, please visit our website at c3newhope.com.au. As a, as a family, Ali and I, a few years ago, we decided to, to pen to paper a few thoughts that would help us in our family in order for us to make decisions and to live our lives in a way that we felt like we were on track. And these words uh, that we decided to be able to pen that we felt like very much visionary and help us to make decisions in our, in our, in our, in our future were the words of these words. That we will be three F words, actually. First one, and not the F word that you're thinking in church, um, the first one was actually the word of faith, that we wanted to be a family that had their lives centred around faith. And that would mean that if we had to make a decision, that everything that we wanted to make a decision around, we asked ourselves the question of, is this actually helping us move closer and in our relationship with Jesus? And our second F word that we had was family. We want to make sure that as we're moving forward in life, that family is very much central to who we are and what we do. And the third, the, the third F word that we had was actually fun. We wanted to get out there and have fun as a family. We wanted to experience and enjoy life's creations. I'm a, I'm a guy that believes that God's called us to live life and life to its fullest, that our world around us is very much there to be enjoyed and be experienced and be able to be seen. You know, yesterday, our family, we went to the zoo yesterday. And it was Oliver's first birthday, and so we thought we'd take him along, and we went to the zoo, and Oliver was interested for about four minutes, and uh, suddenly all the animals and so forth were completely ignored. But we had a great time as a family getting away and having some fun. You know, the same kind of thought here for us as believers is I believe that we've actually can have some things that will help position us in order to be able to live a life that is well-suited and well-living for Jesus. And I've got a few thoughts here today that I want to be able to share with us. And uh, I think we've got a pens coming up the front at some point. If we don't, I might just go on moving on, which is all good. I've got three thoughts, three sort of ways to be able to believe that God's calling us to live as disciples of Him. You know, our church, we've been called to be able to go and make disciples. And these three thoughts, I believe that, again, whether you're six or 60 here this morning, that you can find yourself living, it will do yourself well. My first thought is, follow Jesus, follow Jesus. It was interesting to me that actually Pastor Andrew's last message last week was actually where I wanted to start here this morning, that we are called to indeed follow Jesus. You know, the second area is, Become like Jesus. This speaks about the transformative process that as we live our lives according to His Word, according to His Spirit, we indeed, by the supernatural power of God, we actually become more and more like Jesus. And the third area is do what Jesus did. You know, if I was to be able to wrap up and now be able to put into words, into a sentence, what I believe the call of every Christian is, is to do these three things here. To follow Jesus, to become like Him, 
and D to go out and do what He has called us to do. And my, my message for us here this morning, I wanna break down these three thoughts here, but I wonder if I was to be able to um, actually title this message, I would actually call it follow, become and do. Follow, become and do. Father God, I thank You for Your Word. I thank You today as we dive into Your Word that we may indeed deepen our relationship with You, that our hearts will be open. God, I thank You that Your Word is living, that the truth will indeed set us free. And God, I pray for hearts and minds here today that be open to Your presence, open to Your Holy Spirit to speak to us here today. In Jesus' mighty Name, Amen. Mark chapter 1 says these words under follow Jesus. One day Jesus was walking along the shore of the Sea of Galilee and he saw Simon and his brother Andrew throwing a net into the water for they had fished for a living. And Jesus calls, calls out to them and says, come, this beautiful, amazing invitation. It says, come and follow me and I'll show you how to not just fish for, for fish, but I'll show you how to fish for people. And it says they left their nets at once and they followed him. You've got to understand that this particular invitation was a, uh, an amazing kind of moment in time because the invitation that a rabbi would normally give, it barely ever happened. It only ever happened to the extremely exclusive group of people. We, I preached about this a couple of years ago, but basically um, that the journey that any person would have in order to be able to follow a rabbi would be one that they'd have to go through extraordinarily difficult lengths to be able to be called by their rabbi. And so when Jesus comes along, He says, hey, Reese, I want you to come and follow me. This is an invitation that was, that was flipping the script of the time. Contextually, it was extremely difficult to be able to go and follow a rabbi during, the, during this time. And yet Jesus... He doesn't do things according to the tradition. <laughs> he goes, thing, goes against the ways of the time. And what he does is he has this invitation of come and follow me. And what this would mean is that these people, would, they, they, these disciples, they would leave what they were called to do during the time, which was the fishermen, and they would go and follow Jesus. They would follow everywhere. They'd literally walk in His footsteps. They would find themselves eating with their rabbi. They would find themselves listening to their rabbi. They would find themselves interacting with the people of the times. They would find themselves literally becoming like their rabbi. They gave their whole life to following their rabbi. And so when you were called to follow a rabbi, when you were called to follow uh, your leader of the time, you literally were shaped into the person who they were. And so this instruction or this invitation that was given during this time of come and follow me, it wasn't just a, hey, come over to my house and let's party, let's get some barbecued chicken and some coleslaw and hang out for a little bit. No, it was a life call to go and follow after Him. And I feel like sometimes in our Western church that what we can find ourselves doing is we lose the significance of this call. This word follow Jesus, it's not just a follow for when you feel like it. It's not just following the good times. It's not just follow on a Sunday morning during religious happy hour. Now this is a call to follow after Jesus all throughout your life so that you may indeed become like Jesus and go and do what Jesus did. This is our call church, to be followers of Jesus. Be followers of Jesus. I write down here, sometimes the church can feel like we need more follow-up as opposed to following Him. I, uh, this is like two or three years ago. I get a phone call from a guy that used to come to the church and 
I said, Dan, I, I stopped coming to church. I said, why did you stop coming to church? He says, Dan, you stopped calling me every single week. And I said to him, you're not following Dan, you're following Jesus. I'm not your rabbi. You don't want me being your rabbi. You wanna follow Jesus. We're not gonna be a church that relies on follow-up to come into church. We're not gonna be a church that relies on following up in order to read your Bible. No, no, this has to be something, a life call that you take in your hands and say, I'm making the decision today to be a follower of Jesus. A follower of Jesus. I'm putting Him at the centre in all that I do. That we're going to be a followers of Jesus, not requiring following up. You notice that in this particular scripture, the disciples, they had to leave something. They had to let down their nets. They had to put it down. The verses following this particular scripture, the, the men that actually leave their father Zebedee during the time. I used to feel sorry for Zebedee. He was out doing all the fishing and doing all the work and suddenly his sons leave him. But then I understood the context, that I understood the, what's going on in the, during this time. And Zebedee's honour would have been so high because his sons would have been actually called by a rabbi during this time. He would have been so happy to know that his sons would be following Jesus during this time. But they had to leave something behind. You know, in order to be able to follow Jesus, we need to leave and surrender and lay down our lives. And this is both the power but it's also, for so many, it's, it's the struggle. Mark chapter 8, verses 34 says, Then, this is Jesus speaking, Then calling the crowd to join His disciples, He said, If any of you wants to be my follower. And church, I'm asking this same question here today. If we want to be His follower, if we want to be a follower of Jesus, says, You must give up your own way. Take up your cross and follow me. Matthew 10 verses 39 says, if you cling to your life, and this is in the job that I get to do, I see so many often trying to cling to life. It's the keeping up with appearances. It's the strivings for the next thing. And often there's a clinging, a striving, a heartache, and it's exhausting for so many. They cling to life and you will lose it. But if you give up your life for me, you will indeed find it. And this is the, the beautiful picture that God gives us, that as you surrender your life, you will indeed find your life. And I wonder here this morning, if there's people, even as you listen to this, maybe there's some things that we need to let down so that we can indeed pick up the things of God. Maybe there's dreams, maybe there's calls of God that's upon your life here this morning that we're trying to juggle too many things. You ever seen the guy trying to juggle too many things and things just fall down? I believe God's even speaking to some right here today. It's time to let go. Might be let go of the unforgiveness. Let go of some of the anger. Let go of the, the striving to do things your way so that things work out nice and neat. But God, I'm handing over my life to you. Must give up our own way. You know, discipleship, and this is, this is the picture of discipleship right here. If discipleship always starts with a commitment to follow Jesus. Let's go, second one, become like Jesus, become like Jesus. You know, easily one of my most favourite things that I get to do in my job is to be able to see transformation take place in the lives of believers. Easily the most favourite thing. 
They'll get to hear the stories and the testimonies of people saying things like, I was once this, but because of God, I am now this. I was once going down this pathway, but because of God, I'm now going down this pathway. And hearing the stories of people's lives being transformed by God. You know, I'd say to people that if they haven't been transformed from God, I ask them, are you, are you following Jesus? Are you following Jesus? Because the hallmark, some of the fruit of what takes place as we follow Jesus is that there is a transformative process taking place. That there is a, there's a shifting in the side of taking place in people's lives. And so following Jesus... You know, I, I've had a chance to be able to walk with a, uh, a young lady in our church and um, basically through the, a, a discipleship process. And I haven't asked her this morning, so I won't use her name, but she'll know who, she's, uh, who I'm talking about right now. And she said, uh, Dan, I've come in with like a, like a heaviness of my heart, a heaviness in my soul, a heaviness in my mind. She shared stories about how anxiety literally filled her every day of the week. At right at the start when I said, hey, I believe you can be healed from some of these things. You can be set free from some of these things. She said, Dan, I couldn't even imagine a day where the heaviness in my mind was not there. And as we committed to following Jesus, as we committed to doing things His way, as we committed to open up our lives to the power of the Word of God, a testimony she gave to me a couple of days, a few weeks ago. She says, Dan, my mind is clear. My heart is light. And now I have a chance to be able to be set free in Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. Our journey, and it is a journey. Our journey is indeed to be as followers of Jesus, we should be becoming more and more like Him. I love the scripture from Ephesians chapter 2, verses 10. It says, For we are His workmanship. For we are His workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand so that we should walk in Him. I love this thought that we are Christ's workmanship. I love that He goes to work in us if we're winning, willing. I love the picture of even Jesus, Jesus as, the, as the carpenter, that He shapes and moulds things. He shapes and moulds our lives. My prayer is that we will indeed as a church not just follow after Jesus, but what will happen is that we'll become more like Jesus. That what will happen is that inside of us, we start having the fruits of the Spirit to start sprouting everywhere. That we start to have more love in our lives. That we start to have peace flowing into our worlds. That we start to have patience where we no longer, we used to always get angry and impatient. Even on the rail and road on a Sunday morning and come to church, you're gonna have to get angry and come to church because you have this patience come into your life. True story, I felt like swearing at someone this morning on the way to church. <laughs> but I didn't because I had this patience in my life. But we start to see self-control flowing into our lives. We start to see gentleness being able to be exhibited in our lives. This is the evidence of the Spirit of God and this is us becoming more like Jesus. I had a question for us. How fruity are we this morning? How fruity are we? How much do we look like Jesus? My hope is that as we commit to following Him, that we'll indeed become like Jesus. The third point, you're almost there, kids. You're doing really well. I have not seen any paper airplanes come down so far, so that's all good. The third area is do what Jesus did. Church, we live in a world right now that's desperate for Jesus. Desperate for Jesus. I'm praying that we are indeed a church that does these three things. We find ourselves following Jesus, 
becoming like Jesus, and indeed doing what Jesus did. And maybe a good question to ask here this morning is, well, what did Jesus do? What did Jesus do? What are we then called to do as we have been shaped into His image, shaped into His likeness? Well, Luke chapter 4, which is possibly one of my most favourite scriptures in the whole of the Bible, it's quoted from Isaiah 61. It says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, for He has anointed me to bring the good news of the, of the gospel, the good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim the cap, the captives be released, that the blind to seek and the oppressed, that they will be indeed set free. This is what Jesus did. And I love the fact that, that the Spirit of the Lord comes upon Him. And this, this takes place when Jesus is getting baptised by John the Baptist. He's been dunked in the water, he's coming out of the water. And this magnificent moment takes place in history where the Bible says the heavens, they open up. They open up and down comes a voice from, from God. I'm picturing like Morgan Freeman speaking right now. And he says, this is my son whom I love, who brings me great joy. And this is what happens when we come into relationship with God. He says that same thing, that this is my son, this is my daughter, who I'm well pleased, who brings me great joy. And then what happens is that there's, that the Bible says that a spirit descended from heaven and rested on Jesus' shoulders. And it says like a dove, that it came down. And this spirit is what indeed anointed God or Jesus to go out and do the works of the gospel, to go out and do the works and see the lives transformed. And it's that same spirit that the Bible says that lived in Jesus Christ, that raised Jesus Christ from the, from the dead. It lives in you and me here today. And so this is the same spirit that we're called to go out and do these things. We're called to go and reach people for the lost. We're called to go and see people's lives transformed, to see people healed in Jesus' name. This is what we're called to do, church. You know, it's one thing to follow Jesus. It's one thing to become like Jesus. But we're called to go out and see the world transformed. And I wonder if we can be a church that perhaps raises our eyes to a world that desperately needs the Gospel, that desperately needs to see lives transformed. I can guarantee every single one of you would have a friend, someone in your family, a workmate that needs to hear and see the gospel in action. And this is the power that as we become like Jesus, we're able to go and do what Jesus indeed did. Isaiah 6 verses 8. I'm going to close here today. Isaiah 6 verses 8, it says these words. Then I heard a voice from the Lord saying, Whom shall I send? See through new hope? God's asking that same question to us here today. Whom shall I send? And who will go in for us? Who will be the ones that says, you know what, God, here I am. God, I'm following you. God, I've become like you. God, I'm ready. God, I know I'm not perfect, but here's the promise. God uses imperfect people to go and see the world transformed for His perfect will. And He wants to see a, a, a church, a family, individuals here this morning rise up with this passion and this understanding that God loved me. He sent His one and only Son for me. And today I can now respond in a way where I'm saying, I'm following you, Jesus. I'm not following anyone else. I'm following you, Jesus. I'm letting go of the things that have held me back and I'm making a decision today to be able to run after the ways of you here today so that we indeed can go and do what Jesus indeed did. And the verse goes on and says, who, Whom shall I send and who will go from us? This is where it gets real personal. 
And then I said, this is Isaiah speaking during the time. Here I am, send me. Here I am, send me. We hope you've been encouraged by this message. For more information about C3 New Hope and its locations, please visit our website at c3newhope.com.au. Thank you.